three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter here. Hope you all are having a very safe start to your December. Holy crap, we made it to December. Great job, everyone. Give yourself a round of applause because with this year, my God, I think we deserve to celebrate the fact we made it to December. Hopefully that vaccine is on the way sooner than later. Uh, but this is something I have never done before in the six years of the podcast. I have always wanted to do a 25 days of Christmas uh, reviews. So 25 Christmas uh Christmas movie reviews, uh, TV reviews, stuff, uh, TV episode reviews, stuff like that. So this is the first time I've done this. So thank you for joining me uh, for this. And so the first review I have for uh, for y'all uh, for leading up to Christmas uh, is something that I got a screener for that I was really I didn't know this existed. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Uh, I, I think I remember seeing the trailer maybe around May or June and thinking almost like when I first when I saw the first trailer for Jack and Jill going, there's no way Hollywood is going to go ahead and pump money into this fucking movie. There's no way they're going to review uh, uh, accurately release this. And yeah, they released a film called Fat Man, which is written and directed by Ian Nelms and uh, Isham Nelms. So I hadn't I was I hadn't really heard of these guys. Uh, they did this movie called Small Town Crime um that apparently was really good. I I haven't seen it, but that came out uh back in 2017. And so this film Fat Man, it stars Mel Gibson who and trust me, I know. We're talking about Mel Gibson and he's in one of my ironically enough one of my least favorite films of this year in Force of Nature. With uh, that film with him and uh, what's her name? Uh, not Amelia Clark. That's wrong. Kate Bosworth. That's way off. Kate Bosworth. There you go. And uh, Emil Hirsch. That's what I was thinking of. And that's a really terrible fucking movie. It's it's really bad. Uh, it's also got Batista from uh, Dexter or De- uh, David Zayas. But that movie pissed me off. And I remember watching it going, oh, my God, this is a waste of my time. Who the hell thought this was a good idea? Did Mel Gibson even read the script? I, I I know, I'm sure he's paying those XYs, but my God. And so we get to this, and yes, do I think this film is incredibly manipulative by having uh, Mary Ann Jean Baptiste, who of course you know from uh, uh, the latest Robo- uh, Robocop remake in uh, 2014. I remember from Spy Game, uh, which I, if you have not seen, uh, spy game you definitely should she's also in jack ryan currently uh playing elizabeth Wright. she's really great on there actually so yes so i think it was incredibly emotionally manipulative to have her be mrs claus so that you can go hey Mel gibson might be a racist but come on he kind of likes black people uh having her play ruth do i think that was incredibly manipulative yes do i think that more money than not might have been thrown at Walton Goggins to be in this because let's be clear. I I know he has almost a Sam Rockwell career where he it's great and everything, but he doesn't get the credit for it. Uh, Walton Goggins 
is the best thing about this film. Walton Goggins is amazing in this. He uh, plays a guy. That, I don't think they even give him a name. They just call him Skinny Man. And Skinny Man is this. Uh, actually, they do end up saying his name um, at the very end. But I'll get to that. Um, Jonathan Miller is his name. And he is someone you can tell is dealing with a lot of just a lot of bullshit. Like something happened in his past, as is the case with most of us. So he's an assassin. And an incredibly brutal one at that. And I'm going to jump around here a little bit, but getting to a complaint I have uh, while I take a a sip of my uh, hot chocolate here. Uh, Delightful. Um, A problem I have with this movie is that it is rated R. And I really felt that even though it was a rated R film, they really should have leaned into this more. But you'll lean into it being rated R more. It felt like they were almost afraid to push it to that next level. And, and, and which is a shame because I think that in uh, there is a world where this is a, I won't say a Christmas classic, but one of those movies you can kind of go to, uh, if not every Christmas, every other Christmas, and go, yeah, that was fun. As it stands, I still think it's a surprisingly good film. Uh, also, of course, I really wasn't expecting a lot. So. This this kid, Billy, who is played by uh, Chase uh, Hertzfield, uh, Hertzfield, pardon me. I have never seen this kid. Oh, my God. He was in he was in Good Boy, son of a bitch. OK, I know he did look familiar. Uh, he's a Atticus in Good Boys, and he's great on there. But it was really cool to see him in this because he's such a little fucking monster. And I appreciate that. This film in particular, if you saw the trailer, you know this, it brings up the fact that this is not the first time a kid has snapped and tried to have someone kill Santa Claus, which in itself is pretty disturbing that the movie is acknowledging we live in a world where that has happened at least one other time. So Billy has Skinny Man basically on his payroll. He is the uh, he's the son uh, the the godson, uh, grandson, pardon me, of this very wealthy uh, couple. They, he lives with his grand, uh, his grandma and they don't mention what they do with memory serves, but they're very well off. They have uh, servants and all, and all that. So they, so basically they have this whole thing where he is sneaking off into her study where she has her checks, you know, grandma's old school. She actually writes checks for things. And so he just sneaks in there every so often and writes a check for Walton Goggins, uh, Walton Goggins Skinny Man. And he goes ahead and just does his bidding. It's pretty, what I appreciate about this film, or one of the things I appreciate, is the fact that it doesn't really allow you to, it gets you introduced to the world very quickly. We are very, we're very quickly aware of how much of a monster this kid is. One of the first things this kid does in the film is he has this, uh, the science fair and this new girl, I think they say it's a new girl, uh, beats him and he ends up getting a participation uh, ribbon. And so the he goes home and just has a breakdown like this, like like one of those videos where you see kids kicking, and screaming in McDonald's, like one of those style, uh, one of those style uh, freakouts. He hires a skinny man to go ahead and intimidator and basically write this letter to say 
hey, I actually had help from my parents. I didn't do this myself. That's how important being number one is. That's how important validation is to him. And he, of course, like millions of other kids around the world, writes a letter to Santa. Santa, uh, uh, or Chris, as they call him in the movie. So that is one other thing I will say. They never call him Santa in this. They always call him like uh, Chris or Kringle or like they call him every other name but Santa, which to be honest is 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 odd. I thought for a Christmas movie, I know it's called Fat Man, but to not call him Santa once. I just thought really we're, we're, that that just seems real rather unnecessary. But I digress. So Chris sees. Uh, Billy being a little shit and gives him a lump of coal for Christmas. That's what sets the wheels in motion for him to hire skinny man to go kill him. And what I appreciate about this is that yes, it is violent, but again, it's frustrating because it doesn't lean into the violence as much as I would like. There is a point where skinny man is at this uh, USPS uh, like hub. And he has a guy in the office hold that gunpoint and he asks him, you know, like, you know, where, where these letters go, where these letters go. And I will say for Mr. Kringle, the system's kind of brilliant that he has set up. He has a P.O. box. Uh, he has it listed under like his last name, like an, an initial because it's a small town in Alaska. So he just they let him slide with that. He only has people dress him as Chris. He goes in town like early in the morning. Like he has a pretty damn good system set up as far as keeping who he is under wraps. And something else I appreciate about this film in particular is that this is Santa having a midlife crisis. He even talks about how kids are being, kids are maybe at their worst right now. Maybe the world is at its darkest and people think of him, people have commercialized Santa uh, in the sake of Christmas, how he's become, you know, he's been that figure that represents Christmas, but that he's become in his eyes, a joke because of it. And it's a really interesting notion that Santa's having this, this like breakthrough, but also having a breakdown at the same time. I, I found that really interesting. And to Mel Gibson's credit, he really does sell it when him and Ruth are having these kind of more intense talks about, you know, who he is, why, what he does matters and everything. I found that part to be actually really, uh, really quite engaging. Um, the film is under two hours. I think even that a lot of the amount of time, it does a great job of establishing skinny man as, as a very formidable foe. He comes across very, I mean, he's very particular. He's very neat. Uh, he's Dexter. Dexter used guns. Essentially. He's very proper. He's very precise. He, the way he talks to people, he has a sociopath level of, of confidence, in any situation he's in there's there's this scene really early on where this guy comes to him with a, this bat that you know he got from santa's workshop now okay that is actually one thing i i did i wasn't gonna bring up but i thinking about it now i have to when this random guy brings him the bat skinny man looks it over looks it up and down and goes you know i'll give you 900 for it and the guy goes, I got this when I was five, you know, this is a genuine, you know, wood, uh, you know, wooden handcrafted baseball bat. And skinny man goes, you can give me, you know, I'll give you 900 right now. Or you can fuck off. And so the guy, you know, caves because his daughter, I believe, needed braces and memory serves. And so you see skinny man take the bat 
in turn and go back into this little room he has. And he has all these trinkets from people who have uh, sold them, uh, sold him things that were made from Santa. It's pretty, it's pretty dark. It's like Dexter's slides. I found it very, I found it very interesting. And I thought there were a couple more layers there, but I understand the movie is, isn't trying, trying to go too deep, but that was something I think they really could have explored a little more, which I was a little disappointed by if I'm, if I'm being honest. Um, as far as, as far as the whole, the rest of the operation, Santa ends up getting caught up and basically being in debt. And so he takes a, a government contract, which is absurd when you think about it. And yet the way, cause I am trying to stay away from spoilers, uh, or too intense spoilers, but the way they work the whole government angle, it actually makes sense that you'd have elves building, you know, little uh, circuitry to put in smart planes and stuff like that. So while that element, I think some people go, that's pretty fucking silly. I mean, what, what wouldn't our government do? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, like in, in, in the name of war and being prepared for war, we would do whatever we have to do because that's, that's kind of our thing. So the concept that they would reach out to the North pole and offer Santa an insane amount of money to go ahead and just, have these elves build uh, planes that was actually, or, or help build uh, the circuitry. That was one of the most plausible things in the whole fucking movie. I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of fucking sense. But I really enjoyed the way that storyline wrapped up. Uh, obviously, Skinny Man ends up getting to uh, the North Pole. And I will say the initial attack on the North Pole and on the workshop I thought was incredibly well done. The action in here, there's not a, a ton of it. Uh, it does ramp up a little bit as we get closer to the uh, to the climax of the film. But I, in particular, was very impressed with just how the action was shot, how brutal it felt. It really reminded me of points of Barry's first kill on uh, the first episode of Barry, where he you know kills a guy in the middle of the street. Uh, not his first kill, but his first kill that we really get to see. I thought that was so well done. And there, the, the last confrontation between Chris and Skinny Man, I thought was so incredibly well done and, and pretty intense given all things considered. You find out something about uh, Skinny Man near the end, which is not really surprising when you when you hear about it. But I really enjoyed the way that as... Santa is working with the government and you see how hard his elves are working. It really almost gives him a second wind to find his purpose in this. And I really like the way that loop closed out. There is room here for a sequel on this. I mean, you know, they mentioned the fact that, you know, people have tried to kill Santa before, which again is so fucked up that you get to a point that you feel like you'd have to kill Santa to feel better about yourself. But, uh, Throughout this movie, too, I chuckled. I chuckled the whole way through. I got a couple really hard laughs. There's a point where Billy goes, you know, I want I want his head. And Skinny Man's like, yeah, a head will rot. I could get me caught. I'm not doing that. And he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want his beard. He goes, I'm not going to shave a dead man's beard. And he goes, I want his coat. And I love that parallel of what Skinny Man keeps in his, like, his, uh, his place as far as these trophies and the fact that Billy is clearly heading down that path already, even being a kid, just a kid. Uh, it's a really interesting parallel. And that's something that 
I, I think could be explored in a future film. Um, getting to my final thoughts here, I had so much, I had a lot more fun this film than I really thought I was going to, which is always a pleasant surprise when a movie can catch you off guard like that. This was fun. Is it dumb? Oh my God, yes. It is dumb at points. Uh, there is a point where his wife is handing him his uh, his his uh, list of you know kids and what they're getting and all that. And... <laughs> And I chuckled. I rolled my eyes by a laugh. She goes, uh, you know, have you checked the list? Uh, have you checked the list? And he goes, oh, once is fine. And I was like, ha, ah, he's making a list, but he's not checking it twice. I mean, I laughed at that. Again, stupid as shit. I acknowledge, but my God, I thought it was funny. So, yeah, getting, oh, this would be a great companion piece to something like, uh, like, like Bad Santa. Actually, I might watch these back to back. Actually, I, I had fun with this. Again, it's not by no means a perfect film, but it's a solid Holly film. That if you want something a little darker, more in the vein of something like a Christmas Death to Smoochie, that's the closest thing I'd maybe compare it to. Uh, yeah, this is well worth your time. Then I'll give this a solid B. I thought this was fun. Again, some 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 issues with it, but. Overall, thought this was really well handled, thought this was well directed, and uh, yeah, give me a Fat Man sequel, let's go, I, I'd be cool with that, uh, but everyone, Fat Man, have you seen it yet, what do you think, let us know in the comments below, you can follow yours truly on the Twitter, at jhunterrealpineapple, you can follow Scott on Twitter, at nearmanthefirst, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, you can find us on Facebook, at the Real Pineapple. And don't forget to follow our gaming channel, uh, which is going to be debuting here soon. That's uh, you can find us on Facebook at Real Games. That's R E E L Games. And don't forget to sh uh, also like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Uh, to uh, tune in, uh, and as well as uh, Amazon Music at the Real Pineapple. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We, as I mentioned, we're going to have more Christmas reviews uh, on the way. Uh, Justin mentioned a couple, a uh, Die Hard, Elf. Um, yeah. J uh, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Why am I blanking? Uh, the Tick Loves Santa, that episode of the old 90s cartoon. So, yeah, we've got a lot of Christmas stuff heading your way as well. Uh, we will have a review. I will make this announcement now. We will have a review up for Wonder Woman 84 at some point on Christmas Day. When that comes out, we will have that review for you ready to go. Uh, should be ready to go around uh, 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 probably 1 Pacific on Christmas Day. So I'm excited to get that out to you uh, to y'all as well. Um, everyone, please stay safe. Uh, I know it's getting cold and everything. Please stay safe. Take care of each other. Wear a mask. Can't wait to get these new reviews out to you all soon and take care of yourselves. We'll see you soon.